Hi, this is Elmore Leonard. I'm I'm listening to Film Sociology, and and uh, it's it's a real program. It's great. It's time to hear what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly at the multiplex and the art house. What's new on video and streaming? And you might also hear about some dead people we like. We don't have time for dead people we don't like. <laughs> anyway, this is Film Sociology, where you'll find out what's the next cinematic marvel. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and what's just a movie? Shut up! My God, you have no freaking life! Okay, here's your host and my dad, Matthew Sosi. Hello there, film lovers. Welcome to Film Sociology, a film podcast here at WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msocey, that's M-S-O-C-E-Y, at WFYI.org. I'm also on Facebook, also on Twitter, at Matthew Sosey. This show is available as a podcast. It's also available on iTunes. And, uh, and of course, all of the shows, all of the podcasts, I should say, here at WFYI are available on Spotify. I want to get into it, and then uh, I'm going to dip into the archives because a movie event is coming to Bloomington next week. But uh, I want to say I've been happy to report that uh, the post-Oscar lull that uh, Joe Shearer and I talked about last week, and by the way, thanks again for Joe Shearer for being on the show. But uh, there's usually a lull after award movie season, and then you're kind of waiting for blockbuster movie season. And fortunately, we've seen some good films last week, and there's another one opening this weekend. It's not opening in 3,000 screens, but you should check it out. And it's the domestic drama Ordinary Love, starring uh, Academy Award nominee Leslie Manville and Liam Neeson, He also a nominee. You remember Leslie Manville, uh, who received a nomination for well-deserved for uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread. And this is her first, uh, I shouldn't say that she was also Ma- the Maleficent sequel, if you're into that sort of thing. But it's a, it's, a, it's a drama about a longtime married couple and what happens when the wife develops breast cancer. And uh, think about the title on this. On paper, it would seem like, We've seen this story, a TV movie of the week, a uh, weepy melodrama. Uh, you kind of know there's only really one or two endings that can happen with a film like this if you're going to tackle this subject. And fortunately, they balance it really, really well. And also really comfortable performances from Manville and from Neeson. Um, you get to see them in their environment, like I say, comfortable with each other. And uh, it's a, for a film that's about 85 minutes, it is a slower pace film because we have to deal with tests and waiting and what happens next and how does one live from one, te- you know, from one uh, test to another, from one session to another. And some days it's very, uh, they are very uh, supportive of each other, and there are times where they're arguing with each other. But the highs aren't too high cinematically, and the lows aren't too low cinematically. It, it strikes a really nice balance and makes it rooted as opposed to melodrama. And uh, so, so this is uh, this is a unique achievement, I think, in in film. So, uh, if you enjoy the performance, if you enjoy Liam Neeson and Leslie Manville, which I do, and hey, Liam Neeson not in an action movie, so good for him. Uh, anyway, this is a this is a really good film. Go check it out. It is uh, at your local art house that usually has a bar and uh, and cocktails and other things available. So go go check that out. 
Um, also on Blu-ray, you have Knives Out, which is a fun, fun whodunit. And, of course, uh, it was a big hit, and now you have a chance to see it on video. Uh, Frozen 2, if the kids need to see that. And uh, Criterion has put out the, uh, the drag queen documentary, Paris is Burning. So uh, those are all out there. Uh, a couple other titles I got to watch. Um, there's a really good Romanian film on DVD with a long title, I Do Not Care If We Go Down in History as Barbarians. And this is a story of a stage director's attempt for her to reenact in public, a public reenactment of the Odessa Massacre. And uh, what happens when a director's vision is clashing with the producers of the, well, the financiers, which is the local government, what happens when you are clashing with extras, um, you're trying to do a story about a dark period in history, but you're also trying to support the troops, uh, what happens when the director starts to act a little bit like a dictator, this uh, art imitating life and vice versa. It's it's a fascinating look at the creative process and what happens when the government happens to uh, stick its nose in the business of this show. The fine line between compromise versus censorship. Uh, what happens when you're asked by the financiers to adjust things um, and reminding you that it's their money, not yours. Uh, the female director in her 20s dealing with her uh the affair she's having with a married husband and may she might and she winds up becoming pregnant um hanging out with her 20 somethings who know nothing about history and there's a, a very disturbing scene where one of the her 20 something friends said she wouldn't mind being with a german soldier uh, at that time in world war 2 because they look good um and then we get to the per performance itself which has a which starts with an image. Well, the words "the birth of a nation," which is a, a, a nice nod to the United States. Uh, but one of the things you never want to hear during a performance is when somebody says, when the actor says, "We didn't do this in rehearsal." So it, the the grand spectacle is worth checking out, especially with the the creative process and the debating and the rehearsals that went on up to the up to the final moment of this film. It is available on Big World Pictures. Go check that out. And courtesy of Film Movement, the Guatemalan domestic drama, tre well, uh, pardon my French, uh, pardon my Spanish, really, Tembro Tembroles, translated is Tremors. No, not that Tremors. But it's a story of a husband who comes from a, uh, a husband of an evangelical Christian family and a very Christian society. And what happens when the husband leaves the family for another man? Uh living with his lover's apartment where friends come and go what happens if the when the wife is asking the the husband if he's trying to cure himself yes there are uh moments of overbearing in-laws overbearing church yes conversion diets conversion uh, camps and uh what happens when one drop of a movement almost like a pebble huh like not like 26 pebbles but uh what happens when one ripple effect happens, not only with the family, but with the church? There's some really uncomfortable church service moments in this in this film um, because it's Guatemalan and they're, the laws against the LGBTQ uh, world are uh, different than the U.S. And what happens when the judge uh, bars the husband from even being able to see the kid and being accused of pedophilia? Uh, one of the great lines in this film is his lover saying, we're not in Luxembourg. So um, 
it, and it goes down a, an interesting path that you could see parallels in the United States of this happening in certain parts of the country and, uh, and a real kick to the chest at the end of the film. So uh, anyway, Tremors from Guatemala, courtesy of Film Movement. Now, I want to mention that at the Buzzkirk Chumley Theater, Friday the 28th and Saturday the 29th is the Pride Film Festival, courtesy of Bloomington Pride. So check that out. And Sunday, March 8th, they are screening The Room. Yes, Tommy Wiseau. Yes, here it is, folks. My classic interview with Tommy Wiseau. Enjoy. Joining me on Film Sociology is auteur, because you are a man of many skills, Tommy Wiseau. How are you, Tommy? Hi, how are you doing, Moss? You? Doing great. Um, now, this is going to be your second appearance, if I remember correctly, at IU for The Room. Uh, how was it the last time you were in town? Oh, we have a, such a groovy time that they decided to invite us again, and I'm thrilled. And first of all, I'd like to say thank you to all the fans there, and I hopefully we'll have a groovy time, and uh, everybody's um, invited. <laughs> well, we will be there as best we can. <laughs> sure. So, how did you get interested in cinema? Well, that was a long time ago, believe it or not. Uh, are, you, are you okay? <laughs> I am okay. My phone is ringing right now. I okay. apologize. That's okay. I thought it was a submarine for just a minute. No, no problem. I'm, you have a great uh, sense of humor. I like that. Thank you. Uh, to respond to your question, uh, you know, I used to want to sing, believe it or not, and some people actually, um, I can sing, but never mind about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, film has always been, in, was in my heart, you know, was in the sense and always would be, you know, because the image, you know, people remember, etc. I Through all these years, um, I studied psychology, and this relates to you know to how you can connect to people. It's it's a lot of stuff. We probably don't have the time, but just to briefly uh, to tell you that my first movie actually was uh, the robbery doesn't uh, pay. It's a it's a it's a, just a short movie I did for class, and uh, I I can tell you one thing. I got that A minus. You know why is minus? Why is that? Because. <laughs> I use a black and white and colors, and um, a lot of people ask me why you use these colors. Like, why is not only one color? And I said, you know what? Uh, the reason for it is because of the, um, uh, you know, I want people provoke people. And uh, you see, the room is just, it's the same thing. If you really translate my vision a long time ago about movies, what I see now. And again, I have a great respect for. Uh, this is just a little off from uh, from your question, but for everyone who produced the movie, because you know it's, it's it is what it is. It's it's very difficult uh, art. What you you make a big effort, and it's. I always say you have to be detail oriented to accomplish something. And as you probably guys know, that some people already know, it's it's a lot misleading about the room, about production, etc. online, and uh, hopefully uh, people are, and 
in in few days they will ask me direct question if, if they will attend the screening. So move on, next question. Okay, well I was saying, to, to jump on what you said, yeah, regardless of what people think about uh, whether something is good or something is bad, making a movie is is really damn hard. And the it fact, is, it is. The fact that you, you know, not only wrote and directed and acted, especially in the case with The Room, I mean, it is a task to organize and get everything that, not only from a technical a- aspect of getting everything that you need, you know, but making sure everything is smooth on the set. How how are you on the set when it comes to a director? What kind of atmosphere do you have? I I love a set, you know. But if if you you know, I always say the the set is my house. Actually, the theater. I mean, if you refer to the room, it's supposed to be a play. I don't know if you know that. I don't want to repeat myself because it would be boring. But just really very quickly background of of the room. Supposed to be faith first, and then I decided to, you know, write a script, etc., because of my hundred, uh, six hundred pages novel, which hopefully somebody want to publish right now. But we're working on it. It's a six hundred page novel. This is based on correct. Wow. And that was keep in mind again, uh, since I'm talking to you. Like I say, we don't have too much time, but very quickly. See, people don't realize this nothing happened by accident, you know, like people say, oh, this accident, that accident. Uh, we, uh, for example, I'm talking as the director right now, I can create a certain ambience and uh, I can anticipate something, but I have to plan. Without planning, you don't have it. And I don't care what you, if you, for example, uh, does lead me to, again, to your first question about production. You know, if, I don't care if you do five minutes movie or a feature movie. Guess what? Our only of the story is, uh, for all of you guys to listen now, right now, that is the same thing. The difference is you spend more money or you, you make a... Uh, you know, you involve more people, but you need the beginning, you have, you need the middle, you need the end. I rest my case. But, but uh, the, uh, the room is based on the 600 novel, over actually 600. So people will be surprised. And I noticed, I don't know, Matthew, if you noticed in the past few years, people actually grasp what was creating. And I, I, and again, I'm thrilled to say that I'm happy with the fans and the great support. And, uh, you know, sometimes we do have a bad apple, but you know what? I I just accept whatever people, uh, you know, have comments about their own. And again, I, I don't always say you have to. Actually, my motto is that that if, if a lot of uh, if a lot of uh, people love each other, the world will be a better place to live. By this talking from the room, you see the it doesn't matter that. It doesn't. You don't have to write the uh, like the room, and I want to stress that because a lot of people think that oh yeah, you have no, you don't. You see, that's what the that's the difference between me as a directless and actor, you as the audience as well, the listener that you have choice, and that's what the room is. And 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 I think maybe that's the reason. I didn't conclude a hundred percent, Matthew, but I'll tell you one thing that maybe that's the reason is that people are, we have great support right now with, with people because they do see my vision and directly, you know. Mm-hmm. Either they'll, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I don't like this. Well, that's fine. It's nothing wrong. Same with me, you know. If I, for example, see some movie, which are, don't even ask me for names. I may drop a couple of names. Maybe. Okay. Uh, but if I see movie, uh, a movie, um, it doesn't mean that I have to like all of it. I, I may 
you know, like just to segment of it, etc. Move on, next question. Will, will, will is the book published or will it be published? No, no. Right now, currently, actually, I'm working with one publisher, very big guy, actually, one of the biggest publisher company. I don't know what will happen. It's up to them. You know, again, I'm not here to criticize. I'm not here to. Uh, to bashing anyone, that's not my motto, you know. Okay, yes. <laughs> I was beat up, you know, people beat me up many times, but uh, but but uh, true fans of the room, like uh, like in your school, you know, I'm like, I love you guys, uh, let, let, let me tell you this way, you know. We're so ready, uh, uh, ready for pictures, and uh, we'll, be, we'll, we'll have a groovy time. Move on, next question. What, where, yes, where did the source for the, the, the inspiration for the room begin? Hopefully it's not autobiographical. Well, let me tell you, this is from life. You see, we we all have. I don't know. You have opportunity to or to see several times the movie or not. But mm-hmm. it, the, the fact is that it's from life. Relationships, you know, drugs issues. Uh, just recently, um, I believe uh, on CNN, we I have an interview with Greg, and actually, I, I say very publicly, I would say right now too. You know, between twelve and two in America, you have number of crime committed is very high. You may laugh with my statement, but guess what? I studied this, mm-hmm. and, and uh, this is just statistically speaking. Okay, now, mostly people see the room in America midnight. So, so I rest my case. You may say, well, maybe yes, maybe not, but I say to you, yes, it does eliminate and directly crime. Be- besides this, as you probably know, and your young audience know about it, uh, that we do not have, and, and, and I'm very strong here about it, and I think this is message maybe for, I'm not a politician yet, but uh, this is message for, for mayors of the cities, uh, uh, you know, across the country. You, you guys, give us, you, give young people places to express themselves, parks, trees, play footballs, you know, we don't have these places anymore. I'm traveling, man, I'm trying from north to south, from south to east or whatever name it. It's the same issue, the same problem, you know, and, and it's not right, you know, because I think young person, even, not, even older person, we all have certain tendency to express, yourself, express ourselves emotionally uh, through playing football or, 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 or just whatever you want to do, you know, and we don't have this kind of places, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why, you know, people are uh, sometimes doing drastic things, and uh, and uh, um, that's a great area what, what I think uh, people should realize about the room, and uh, I am very strongly about it, and um, I'm surprised the big media did not, did not does not pick up this, you know, because it's true. This is the story. And then move on, next question. So no, it's all right. <laughs> I'm it's just cool. giving you a little speech here. <laughs> no, no, it's it's okay. Nobody wants to hear me talk. They want to hear you. No, no, I want you to talk to you. Just jump in any time. Well, I was saying, it's enough now. Well, say, okay, we're, 10 more minutes. All right, move on, next question. Were you, were you jilted by, by a woman like this in the film? Well, let me tell you, I've been in a relationship. I will not say I was not. Okay. Like I will tell you very honestly, two is better than three, but three is crowd. However, you can have three friends. Yes. And I will tell you one thing, that there's nothing wrong when Johnny and 
in, in the movie, uh, you know, say to Danny, it's okay to love somebody else, but the same time, it's process of learning how far you can go as a person. Mm-hmm. How far you can go, do you have to actually do something physically, or you just to say, look, I love you, man, or I love you uh, to a girl or guy. It doesn't matter. You see, that's what the beauty of the relationship that we understand and have respect and how tempting is. I've been in many situations, uh, I don't know you guys, but we all been there, it's tempting uh, to, to be very close to someone, you know, or uh, you have certain opportunity, but, but then you play, pay for it, you know, by uh, breaking relationships or a, uh, a relationship. Uh, it, it, I think, I believe very strongly that we've all been there, if not, uh, I say many times that the room is a red flag. Wait a minute. Why should you do when you later on you will regret it? Mm-hmm. And I don't care how strong you are, how much money you have, that's irrelevant. You know, bottom line is, you know what? Feelings you cannot buy at Matthew. And that's the irony in the room. When I say you have people, you have now hundreds and thousands of people loving you with these screenings. You talk about a, a place for kids to go. When you have these screenings on campus and in theaters, uh, you know people have said that you single-handedly uh, brought back the Midnight Movie and the Cult Movie. Right. Well, not too much pressure, I hope. No, I I love public, and I always will. The fans, that's priority. <laughs> for me, you know, so it's um, it's pressure, little pressures there, but I like it. And now I know right after the room, you did the the documentary. You co-directed the documentary "Homeless in America." Is that right? Correct. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I know a lot of people know the room, but you you have done other things since. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the the homeless in America is totally different topic, as you probably know about it, since you asked is dealing with with the homelessness in America. And again, you see, long story short, you cannot eliminate homelessness. And now, in, 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 since you mentioned this topic, it is what it is. As you know, in America, because of the economy, actually I'm working on a new movie about related to economy, and it's related also to indirectly to homelessness. So again, this is the gray area uh, what people don't realize, and again, you see, uh, some people say, "Oh, you know what? We can eliminate homelessness." Well, I have not for you for use all all your expert, you know, from politician to media. No, you cannot eliminate homelessness. If you look at a long time ago, let's say uh, 200, 300 years ago, not this country but other countries, you already have a homeless indirectly, but it was not recognized the way we recognize. But the good news is that if we learn about it, we will not have in America, which is, you know what, Matthew, it's really hurt my feelings that I see this. People actually, you know, lay down on the street in America, underneath the bridges. You know, it's sad. It is very eerie situation. But the good news is that we have a lot of dedicated people. And I wish, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't wish, but I probably do another documentary. Like, I want to expose all the people actually doing good things for homelessness, people who never been recognized for their hard, hard work, without, you know, to, to help these people. Because it is what it is. 
Mm-hmm. And again, you see, I'm cro- across America. I see this. You know, I just come back from Houston. The same thing. You know, who, well, you know, people say, "Oh, we don't have a homeless." Well, I'm sorry, you do have. You know, mm-hmm. but the good news again is that we can eliminate. We can help these people, and that's what what I come from. You know, yeah, homeless was I. Uh, you know. Uh, did this movie just to find out the truth, not because somebody told me. And what I discovered was pretty eerie, if you ask me. But the good news is we, we can improve with optimism and, and good spirit in America. Move on, next question. <laughs> what is, uh, what's the status on the house that drips blood on Alex? Well, first of all, I was hired as a, an actor. Let me stress right. that. As well, as well as only as an actor. Okay, I did not direct... They direct. That was Comedy Central. They aired it on TV and they put it online. And, uh, uh, you know, they're supposed to do second episode. I don't know. It was pre-excited project. It was paid job, of course. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was good experience. They could do better, but, you see, it's not me to judge. You know, some mm-hmm. people like it, some people don't. Well, I think what's been great is that you've been able to go from, you know, you did a, a and I mean this as a compliment. The no problem. T- I think the term melodrama gets a bad connotation. And uh, so to go from a, a melodrama to documentary to horror, I mean, and just even, even you know, you're just acting in that, you're able to go from one genre to another. Well, I think that's compliment. If you ask me, you don't have to apologize. But, but you see... I don't call, and again, this is your statement, melodrama. You may argue that The Room partially is melodrama based on the talking. Uh, if you analyze Johnny's character, mm-hmm. I agree. You got me on that one. But at the same time, the reason we call black comedy, again, people don't realize black comedy leading towards melodrama. Right. Melodrama, as you probably know, define melodrama is based it's more than normal. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you much more dramatic approach. But uh, I don't have a story again. I will say very openly that the I have some friends that they are really melodramatic. If you ask me, we, we all do, Tommy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Again, this is based on on my research. Okay, mm-hmm. and and um, I will uh, say uh, you know that hopefully we have more discussion like that. About with the fans as well, with you guys, with media, because Matthew, you're part of the media one way or the other. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, actually, I'd like to have a program, you know, if you guys can organize it while there, we can have big discussion, you know. So it's up to you guys. But anyway, move on. Next what, what, I say, you talk about dark comedies, black comedies. What, what, were, what are some of your favorites? What do you mean? As far as are there, are there other dark comedies like Dr. Strangelove or Harold and Maw that inspired you? Well, you see, again, I inspire myself, but however, uh, yeah, good point. I, I like, for example, uh, if you look at not so much comedy or, you know, to me, comedy, let's put it this way, uh, uh, comedy, drama, melodrama, black comedy, whatever you define, I define as the colors. Colors means the more colors you have in within the, your project, in this case, the room or other movies, either include the homeless in America, as you mentioned, uh, you will not just to provoke people, but it will be interesting to, 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 to see your project or movie, whatever you call it. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, some people say, oh, this is short, this is long, whatever. But the colors for me is very important. Now, to respond to your question, uh, I influence myself. However, I'm fan of, for example, uh, Cleopatra uh, with Elizabeth Taylor. Yes. Because, again, this is the manipulation of woman aspect in life if you compare it to Juliet in the room. Now, Orson Welles, for example, uh, Citizen Kane, Giants with James Dean and others. Why these people we watching, by my research, a lot of people watching from time to time, what is the reason, what is behind? Or is my case, the room we can say the same thing, worse behind. Is it that bad because it's good, or is it good, is it bad? Well, as you know, Matthew, uh, bad is expression, also it's a good. Mm-hmm. It, in slang in America, as you know. Yes. If you have two, two guys walking, and they are close friends, they will not say, oh, this is great movie. They will say, oh, this is so bad, you'll have to see it. And again, people, I don't understand, but... Uh, you know, some of the stuff, you know, I'm just laughing because it's laughable, to be honest with you. But, uh, but, but the bottom line is people enjoy this. And that's the bottom line. And, and we have a really great discussion like we have right now. So we have 10 more minutes. Move on, next question. Okay. I'll say besides the documentary about the economy, are, is there any scripts or that you work, feature films that you have planned? Yes, absolutely. We, I, I'm working on vampire movie as well as uh, – Alex, uh, Alex Blood, uh, Vampire the Alex, as well. There'll be continuous what we did with Comedy Central, but slightly different angle. As well as I'm working currently, I'm shooting uh, The Neighbors. We are casting currently, actually today, believe it or not. <laughs> so so, so uh, I'm working very hard to, to entertain people. Uh, hopefully people have groovy time. I would say, um, it, it, where's the fi- as far as uh, how far is what do you think will happen next? Which one will, do you think will come, or is it you know whatever comes to you first? Well, the neighbors actually will be available within probably two months. We're doing five episodes, and uh, the economy water released before June. A vampire I'm working, but at the same time, I don't know if you're aware, but we'll be releasing Blu-ray uh, of the room, and that'll be before Christmas, as well as. I'm working also on the 3D movie as well, the 3D uh, of the room. Really? Yes, absolutely. And and I'm doing the testing almost as we speak, you know. Mm-hmm. So so we we did some of it because we are. I don't know if you want to hear more about it, but just one sentence about it. Uh, we are scanning from 35 millimeter print. Right. I'm I'm referring I'm referring to. 3D of the room. Mm-hmm. The room with in 3D. So the the love we're gonna get even closer okay. to the love scenes. Hello. Hello. Yes, I'm listening. So we're gonna get even closer to you guys during the love scenes. Um, I, I I think so. <laughs> <laughs> as as a director, what do you uh, what's what's some of the things that you do to help out actors? I know you had a fairly young cast on the room, but how do you approach actors from a directing standpoint? And how do you direct yourself? Well, uh, uh, directing is very tough, you see. So, so again, I have, I have a system. Of, if you refer to the, the room, I, I had a system, and now I have a system as well, um, that, you know, 
I'm doing a ratio one to four, and basically I'm, I review, I, I, I believe in a rehearsal process. In in the room we have like, uh, you know, six months rehearsal before we shot the room, but our idea of the story is, but I did change the actors several times as well. The crew was changed four times. So so a lot of actors, there's only one, two person who actually been with me for a long time, what you see on the big screen. Uh, but uh, to respond to your question, it's, it's very, it, I'm very detail-oriented person, if I may say that. Uh, yes, of course I can say that. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> but, the, um, but at the same time, not self-centered. Let me say that, too. Uh, so, it, you know, my system is pretty straightforward, which I can share with you if you want to hear. Please. Uh, well, you record yourself, and you watch yourself, and then you try to adjust base, uh, base what you see. Uh, and I believe in adjustment, you see, at the same time. But you have to uh, – one of the great areas, you have to eliminate your subjective approach. So you go base as a, I am as a director. I say, what is what is the character saying? What he or she is doing? What's the situation? So it's a lot of obstacle come to your brain, and and you have to divide it. You cannot combine together because then you get lost. That's my point. Mm-hmm. And then when you see yourself, then you record again and say, okay, I like this scene. No, 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 I have to improve that. Okay, and uh, when you are good actors, by the way, I never say uh, on the records that actors are good or bad. What I'm saying, sometimes they don't give us certain, um, uh, you know, they're not sharing this. They're not giving enough. What I mean by that, they're missing the colors because any actors could be the best of the best. And that's why the reference to actors uh, you know, some people sometimes ask me, say, can you cast this particular person because he or she makes $20 million? I say, absolutely not, because I already know that, uh, that, that, that they cannot offer what I think I'm looking for. So, so for all of you, for all your listeners, it's not uh, you have to be popular, or, but what you sh- acting is sharing. That's basically my definition of good acting if I can say good acting. But I try not to uh, divide it good and bad as an actor because I'm not a critic. I'm just, I'm just going by provocation. My job as a director is to provoke people positive ways if I can. So if I do that, I, I, do, I do a good job as far as in my hands, in my eyes. Uh, now, the, again, about the system, so that's basically when I shot the room, I recorded this VHS tape, and the, uh, by the way, I still writing the book about it, the difference between the HD and 35, because we use it both cameras. I know it's laughable a little bit, but you know what? The way I see it this way, the simplicity is virtue of success. What I mean by that is very interesting. Even today, after all these years, I still cannot find a something where people say, okay, this is the HD, this is 35. This is the difference. That's the money what you spend on 35. That's what you spend on HD. I still don't have that. And this is, this is the thing, what I said on DVD very openly, that Hollywood was, was confused. And I was confused myself. And people real, literally say, oh, he didn't know what he was doing. Again, guys, some of you guys listening to this, you're incorrect. Please ask the question. I'll be glad to explain you 
what I meant by that, okay? But uh, today, what we do, like we'll be doing, for example, The Neighbors, uh, if I am, because I'm playing one of a Charlie character, I'll be recording myself uh, and just watch it and analyze, okay, that's what I want, that's not what I, I don't want. But I have also assistant as well. So I work with two or three assistants. In the room, I have like four different assistants. So I say, you guys watch this, you give me feedback, you know what I'm saying? So, so it is very hard work if you refer to directing, acting as well. It's, it's not an easy job, but it's very, I love it, you know, I, I like it. I say, tell a little bit, for those who don't know what The Neighbors is, why don't you clear, uh, refresh them? Yeah, uh, let me clarify. The Neighbors, it's, uh, it's, it's a sitcom, it's TV pilot. It's, again, you see, I like variety. So we go from homeless to, to the room, from, from vampire to The Neighbors. <laughs> Matthew, you are good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I know how we the sound, how they will listen to your audiences. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, The Neighbors is dealing with, again, relationship. It's a character, Charlie. You can go to the room. It's uh, uh, theneighborsitcom.com, and you see the synopsis as well, the characters that we are currently working on uh, right now as we speak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I say you mentioned earlier about singing. Any any plans maybe doing a musical somewhere down the line? Actually, you know what? Uh, we actually working on the um, uh, remix of their words from the lyrics uh, from the script, and you probably hear something uh, probably because we're working currently. Last year we did some stuff that we never published. So be so be soon. Soon, soon you can hear something. I say, like you said, from uh, from stage to movies to documentaries to television, you uh, you're never bored. No, no, I like variety. If if you ask me, so we have two more questions. I'm sorry, I have to go. Oh no, no, that's okay. Uh, I would say, has there been any movies out recently that you've been able to watch and enjoy recently? Yes, but I will not tell you because then people are blogging about it. But I will tell you one thing. I give you one clue. All right. See, I make a laugh on you. Okay. Uh, uh, that's great. Uh, uh, I tell you one. One is dealing with uh, started in, a, in S, like a social. I am not telling you the name. Oh, okay. All right. Well, all right. Boy, you keep us hanging. <laughs> it was very easy to find out. Come on, you know about it. Yes, yes. I say how and how was it working with Tim and Eric? That was pretty good. Yeah, they're very nice people to work and very given. But uh, sometimes we're not on the same page. But I've been working with them for four days, four times. Um, four days, I want to say no. Four <laughs> times. Let's see, one, two, three, four times. Yes. And uh, they are very given person and people. You know, they they are very creative. Uh, that's what the entertainment is about, creation. Tommy, thank you so, so much for your time. Um, I can't wait to see you in Bloomington on Tuesday. I'll get in touch with John, and hopefully we can meet up before or afterwards. Yeah, no problem. And also, if you need any, any uh, images, whatever, let us know, and uh, thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Take care. problem. Bye. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. There you go, Tommy Wiseau. The Room will be screened at the Buzzkirk Chumley Theater. In Bloomington, Tommy should be there on Sunday, March 8th. You've been warned. Enjoy that. All right, film friends, some words to live by. Silent Green is people! Zardoz has spoken.
Go see a good movie. You deserve it. There's some out there. You're listening to Film Sociology, a film podcast here at WFYI.org. Good afternoon, Fort Myers. Good afternoon, California. Good afternoon, Michigan. I can't believe you've let her watch Manos. <laughs> Is she scarred for life? Let's put it this way. What parent are you? <laughs> when I wake her up, I vocalize the theme to wake her up to get oh, her ready to school. Oh, you're a terrible father. <laughs> we'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live!